are encouraged to contact the Rutherford County Fire Marshal's office. Information leading up to the arrest and conviction of an arsonist can result in a reward up to $5,000. Look around at this great city of ours. What do you see? I see a multitude of amazing people. Over the next hour, Bill Wilson and Michael Lynn White will talk to some of these amazing people about topics that interest you and give you just what you need to kick off your week with a dang on the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. Good evening, Murfreesboro. You're listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. I'm Michael Lynn White here with Mr. Murfreesboro himself, Bill Wilson. Hey, everybody. And Thanks for joining us. have got our guest, Abdu Kati. Is that Kati? Yes, Kati? you got it. Okay. Hey, we were discussing this before we went on air and about how um, in Arabic, there are three of the letters that don't exist in the He's English language in no. his name and so yeah so and we're not trying and Mr. Murphy's we're saying it's a cuss word <laughs> it's like we're totally not trying to disrespect your language we've got a new producer here too I swear to you I thought it was John Lennon we do we've Julian got Jackson number two the What's two up? Jacksons you, you Jackson can, you can Jackson. talk if you want to oh this is my first night. Just this is Jackson first night. Welcome. We want to welcome you. Yeah. He's got on so cool excited. purple pants too, which is pretty. But awesome. he does look like John Lennon a little yeah. bit. You should have seen me when I had long hair. Really? Could you speak into the mic, please? Yeah. <laughs> okay. There you go. There you yeah, go. Yeah. You should have seen it whenever I had long hair. Whenever I had long hair, it was it was constant. Is it? In fact, part of the reason why I got it all chopped off, I was like, I'm so sick and tired but, of it. But does it work with the chicks? Do you go up to, hey, uh, they, oh, you look like John Lennon. Of course, uh, they're probably about 70 or so. It, it worked with one chick, <laughs> and we've been dating for three years. Well, so. there you go. Yeah. Nice. When do you good. get married? Uh, hopefully soon. Okay. You know, well, you know Meredith and I sell houses. We'll talk after the show. <laughs> How nice. Yeah. But this isn't about me. That's good that you want to get married. I dated someone for three years and he didn't want to get married. So we're not dating well, anymore. Sometimes it can be age. <laughs> There's different reasons of why I'm not getting married. This is true. But we're not here to talk about marriage. We we're not going to talk about my love life tonight, even no, though I'm sure you all are so interested life. in that. No, I'm just no, kidding. No, no, we're not. <laughs> we're here to talk about Abdu. Abdu, I'm sorry that we you know. We'll be talking about love. Okay, not, good. Not love life. Yes. Love. Living love. Living love. And maybe that might help, you know, our love lives. You never know. we got to love all the way around. So um, if for y'all, those of you who don't know, Abdu is very active in the Murfreesboro Muslim youth here in Murfreesboro. And, and so, other things. Yes, a the lot of other things. He's a community leader is what I call him. For sure. He and I were also in the Celebrity Spelling Bee together. Who, who won that, Abdu? Who Me. won that? <laughs> She did. I mean, it, it, it would have been tragic if I did. <laughs> Spelling went in your forte. Not, I mean, I didn't know. I started speaking English when I was 22. So. Oh, are you serious? Yes. Yeah. Did, when did you come 22. here? Did really? you not live in the United States no, until then? No, I did not. I moved here when I was in 1997. 
Okay. Where wow. did, yeah, take us. Yeah, let's talk about that. I'm glad mm-hmm. you brought that okay. up, Michael. Lynch. Yeah, Bill was 12 at the time. I was. T- <laughs> Tell us, you came here from Syria. I did. What city was it? I'm from Istanbul. No, that's Turkey. Istanbul is Turkey. Okay. It, oh I gosh. came from Idlib, uh, which is north, about 10 miles you said from Adlib, the border. Adlib, like Adlib. Okay, gotcha. It's about 10 miles from the borders of Turkey. So okay. But it's about 500 miles from Istanbul. Right. Uh, was it here. commercialized? I mean, was it? Could you go? Was there a Walmart? And when, were, were you close to Idlib? Walmart? Idlib were is you? like Bill Buckle in the fifties. <laughs> okay. Oh wow. Yeah. Very right. very country, very farm uh, farmer country. Uh, convenience they, stores. Do you have any convenience mm, stores? Scratch off really. tickets because we're going to do a scratch off tonight. No. <laughs> <But go laughs> no. <ahead. laughs> it's very very small. T- it's a small town. This is uh, like a country farm farming community. Uh, very conservative community. Okay. Um, just different. It's it's very similar to the country. When you know. were there, who was the was it Hassan was the leader? They they uh, there was a a gentleman and he had two sons. Where the in president Sy- in Syria? Yeah, who's the president? The president was uh, Hafez al Assad. Assad. Of, no, I'm yeah, sorry, Assad. 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 He and he had two sons. Yeah, he's got four, and yeah, I think you're confusing him with uh, Saddam Hussein. Maybe. No. I don't know. I anyway, but what we're not going to talk politics. I don't like no. you bringing that up. Let's talk. Let's talk something. Else. Let's discuss what brought you here. Uh, life, I guess. Uh, Syria, living in Syria was rough in general. Uh, the hardship overall. Uh, so I moved here with the like pursuing the American dream, as you say. Uh, I started in Corpus Christi for a few months, then Chicago for a few months, then got a job in uh, Chattanooga, okay. Tennessee. I worked there for almost seven years. Then I moved to Middle Tennessee, and I've lived here since uh, 16 years ago. So that's got to be super hard coming here. Did not speak English. Like, how did you learn the language and study? Settle hooked in. on phonics. Yeah, what did uh, you do? I'm 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 thankful to captioning on TV. That was a my, lot of people say that. Thing. Yeah, it was uh, because a lot. The hard part is not learning English, but knowing, learning how to speak and listen and understand. Mm-hmm. So I can hold a brochure six months after learning, and I can read it to myself, and I know what the words mean. But to speak it, like, what are you saying? And then right. to also understand it was hard. So captioning was like life saving. Was That's, it? So you're saying it was kind of hard. Say the your original uh, language is what Arabic. Arabic. Uh-huh. Okay, which one's harder to speak because i don't know if i could write don't they write backwards yeah yeah compared to us you write back or compared to english yeah. <laughs> no i write <laughs> and the symbols and stuff i just cannot imagine uh, learning so something like that it's uh, you really can't compare which one is harder right it's different it's uh yeah. arabic is older so there are more words in it like right. tens of thousands of more words oh uh, so it's uh, it's got more letters, more uh, punctuation to the letters that makes it sound different. So it's it is. So you don't have an A B A B C D. Kind you of similar. Do you have one of those? Kind of similar. <laughs> uh, kind of similar, but not A B C. Okay. Not Sesame Street style. Not Sesame Street. I got you. <laughs> Surely there's an Arabic Sesame Street. You there know, is actually. There is. Cool. I grew up on that. Who, well, who's What's your favorite character? It? It's yeah. Sesame Street. Oh really? So yeah. Big Bird. Big Bird was my favorite. Who yeah, was yours? other characters. In oh. The, they got different, different characters. characters. Do you have Oscar the Grouch? Man? Yeah, they have different characters in there. Really? So, yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to Google that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, they got a few different characters, and and the setting was more more traditional to the Middle East than it is to the Western civilization. That's cool. Right. But yeah, we moved here. Uh, started, uh, you know, like. Uh, 
pursuing my education, got my degree, uh, got my license as a pharmacist, and started working. I've done that for... Where'd you go to school? Syria, in uh, the in University S of Aleppo, Faculty of Pharmacy. In graduate. Syria? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you came here. Did you t do any more education here? You have to do it through, through what they call an equivalency exam. So it's uh -huh. a series of exams that will make you qualify to apply for the license that do basically say that you have enough education, proper education to be licensed. Right. So I went through that process. It took about a year and a half after I got here to get licensed and uh, just moved on and got settled and got married about 21 years ago. We have five kids. That's awesome. And uh, that's it. That's a very quick uh, abbreviation of 23, 24 years. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all so can, can watch us live at, at oh. Michael Lynn White on Facebook. And if you want to call in and ask questions, you can call us at 615-893-1450. I just wanted to interject that. Sorry. Yes, I'm glad you did because we just kind of jumped right on in there. Yeah, we're going. Bill is in Facebook jail, so, you know. Um, what did he do? I don't know. <laughs> what didn't he do? I think maybe he it's was, something to do with Trump or something. I don't know what was. He was harassing people. On, I'm just kidding. He wasn't. I think it was a robot or one of those bots that was imitating me. It really wasn't me. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Those, could be. It could be, but we're going to get it checked out. Uh, so yeah, we're going live, but Bill can, you can share it on Mr. Murfreesboro. Yes. So you can still catch our show tonight on Mr. Murfreesboro, but yes, it's out of my page. Michael Lynn White. Um, just don't friend me if I don't know you, because <laughs> I won't accept. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, whatever. Uh, anywho, so how, what made you, you're a pharmacist and you're super involved in the community. What made you want to start getting involved like that? Uh, that's a tough one. It's more... I guess the start point for me was to be involved in the larger community was the uh, crosses around the Islamic Center of Murfreesboro. The what? The crosses around the building of the Islamic Center of Murfreesboro. Okay. Yeah. That was a start point. Uh, when we start, I was a part of the Muslim community in Murfreesboro, and I was involved in my family's life. And, and I help every once in a while here and there, but not, not really involved. Then we... When we decided to purchase the property and start building all the crosses that you guys are probably familiar with happened and all the pushback, I was at the center of that. I'm the person that purchased the property. And signed You're the dude. I'm the dude at the time, <laughs> along with other individuals that were involved. Uh, and during the pushback, I guess one thing happened that we tend to see the darkness in the sky and miss the, the stars. Yeah. And that was like when we finished the initial building phase and I stepped out of the board and I started looking back at what happened. We isolated our families. We were afraid. So my kids won't go to birthdays, mm -hmm. won't go out with their friends to swimming parties, won't hang out with their friends. We were just afraid. And that fear, I think, was understandable, but it was not right. And that's when I stopped looking for avenues and ways to get back into the community, to be more visible, more involved, and take my kids and other kids out to the community. Right. And that was my start point to see that uh, there's a whole lot more that we can do together, and there's a whole lot more that we can do to learn more about each another, to become truly a united community. Amen. I think I can't imagine, you know, being a Muslim and coming to do something like that in a yeah. Deep in south, the you first know. ones, yeah. So here that's in Hillbilly be scary. Town, I know, right? But yeah, and the mosque is actually was is next door to my family farm. Yeah, the Rogers, and then it was the Campbells, and then the Todds had a 
that property that y'all that yeah that parcel was a 45 acre parcel so it was cut to three pieces a piece went through the church a yeah. piece went through the mosque and the other piece was vacant till recently because of floods it was a flood zone and y'all are right next door to a church we are is that what's the name of the church i, I have sh- no idea it's, is it baptist uh, or do we know i don't know okay uh, We've uh, we've attempted to create relationship numerous times. It's not working out. Oh really? Oh. Well, let me sad. let me say this. I remember when all it was going down. When you know, when y'all were building the mosque, and, mm-hmm. you know, people were like freaking out and stuff. I I don't see it. I mean, I guess it goes back to nine eleven, all that stuff. A lot of things. I think it's it's not fair to abbreviate it into one reason there are there are a lot of reasons the reasons caused by an external events and the reasons caused by us as well by not being as involved in the community right and uh, to be fair as you look back there's a lot of ignorance uh, a lot of lack of education and lack of knowledge misperceptions uh, you know not wanting to change mm-hmm. that's another thing that you can put in here that like, nobody wants to change what's right. something in you that i don't know around me in my community mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of uh, we we as a community i think we tend to crash into each other like we we say i know this person but you've probably seen him one hour in your life and you spoke to them for five minutes you don't know them right i think we have to be more intentional about knowing each another spending time to actually spend time to know that person right and there's good people i'm saying as a whole there's good people and then there's bad people i try to look at the good in people in general, I disagree with you. I think everybody has good and bad in them. Well, I think I think in some cases I know they do. Oh, I sure do. Goodness I, I, gracious! I think Bill. Every, there's like this. Hey, <laughs> Bill's like, hey, I do. We can agree to disagree agreeably <laughs> and respect each other. Absolutely. Of course, God, everybody has it. bad in them. I mean, geez. well, I don't know. My, we're not going to go kill somebody, it, but we're going to get mad or get. Depends on whose you know. mom you talk to, I guess. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I know oh my, my parents spent a lot of money trying to straighten me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Y- y'all, y'all can't relate to that. Yeah, no, I can. But I think this. Let's talk about the Muslim youth because yeah. they've done so much good. I, I see. You know, I, I kind of stay on Facebook, social media. Sometimes I'm on there, but when I see you, I always think good and I think positive because you're such a positive person. And then the Muslim youth, how much good are they doing in the community? Tell us because y'all got an event coming up. Got a lot of events coming up. Uh, so the group was established kind of as a result. One of the results was the experience I had in a way to create an outlet for our youth to be a part of the community they live in and yet be proud of who they are, the heritage they carry, and not, not see a contradiction between the two. So our organization facilitate the development of their dreams, of their wishes in the community, what they want to do, whether it is something tiny and small as much as providing meals to the homeless or as big as holding an event that will bring a thousand people together. Right. Uh, so the idea is to empower the youth to really build a relationship between them, to create events that will bring them together, that will foster love between the youth themselves and between them and other individuals and organizations in the community they live in. Um, our work is usually centered around youth development but that can take you in so many different directions. And usually the youth that would come forward with an idea or a concept would be asked, you know, how much budget would it need? What would it entail? How would you do it? How long would it take? And then we provide the resources for them to execute it. 
for example, we are going to be starting next week. Every Wednesday, we'll be placing about 100 sandwiches in a cooler in front of our MMR center for any person in the community that's in need to come. And where's that located? 1480 uh, uh, Church Street. Church Street, okay. So basically, anybody can swing by and grab a sandwich from the cooler, no question to ask, and just move on. We'll be pushing more and more on our what we call the blessing box. Uh, and that would be more of keeping non non uh, perishable food in a food box that single parents can swing by and grab from it with no question asked as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Let's you want let you want to go ahead and take a quick little break, Abdu. Thank you so much. We're going to continue you, this conversation right after the break. Don't go anywhere. Drake's Barbershop began when local resident Robert Drake opened the business in 1972. Veteran Jason Rigney purchased the business in 2003, and this kept Drake's Barbershop a staple here in Murfreesboro. Jason has kept the legacy alive and they will be celebrating their 50th anniversary on July 16th at the shop, so make plans to come and join the celebration. There will be live music and food. It starts at 8.30 and runs till 3 p.m. Veterans receive a discount for haircuts. You can follow them on their Facebook page at Drake's Barbershop. Who do you call when you drop your wireless device? Call iFix Wireless at 615-845-8113 or stop by and see Took at 1433 Warrior Drive. They are locally owned and operated. For all of your wireless device maintenance, go and see iFix Wireless near the corner of Warrior Drive and New Salem Highway. You can also follow them on their Facebook page at iFix Wireless. Old Stone Fort Golf Course is the place for you to get away for the day to play golf. Located right next to the beautiful Duck River and only five minutes from I-24. Whether you're a beginner or avid golfer, Old Stone Fort Golf Course is ideal for you. Golf carts are available and there is a golf shop. You can play nine holes for $9 and kids 12 and under play for free. They are located at 1017 Country Club Lane in Manchester, Tennessee. You can call for a tee time at 931-954-0366. You can also follow Old Stone Fort Golf Course on Facebook. you know there is a new title and escrow company in town and they have 20 plus years of experience in the business for all of your real estate closings contact authority title at 615-819-5880 you can also stop by their brandy wine office located at 319 hickerson drive just off of the square they are our preferred real estate partner you can also follow them at authoritarians escrow on facebook We are back. You're listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show on WGNS. I'm Michael Lynn White here with Bill Wilson Hello. and our awesome guest tonight and our friend Abdu Katith, who is uh, the head or what of Murfreesboro Muslim Youth, head the director, honcho. the head, head honcho, honcho, the yeah, we'll call you that. Yeah. The guy, you're the guy, the dude, as we said yeah. earlier. As the dude. Yeah. I've been to some of y'all's events. They got y'all and y'all put on some, get some grub out and eat too. Yeah. Just like okay, the, well, I need to come to these events because I love to eat. Y'all had a thing at the Barfield Park. It was a few That's years coming ago, up June the twenty fifth. Yeah, what is that? It's called Love Your Neighbor. Okay, uh, yeah. The concept is simple. That's one of our interfaith event that we, as I talked earlier, we tend to crash into each other. And this event uh, intention is to bring us together, and nothing brings us around together as much as food. So the idea: bring a plate of food, something you like, and share it. Casserole. 
Whatever you want. What? You, you know how to cook. Meredith, are you listening? No, no they can't have lean cuisines. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm joking, honey. Oh uh, so the idea is to bring a plate of food and come join other people in the community. We have usually some games. It's no speeches, no brochures, whatever you want. You have cornhole. How about Rook? You don't know how to play Rook. I could teach you. Bring games, it, hey, Bill, about whatever call, games. You call, it's called Shoot the Moon. Mm-hmm. You have a bird. It's, it's a crow who's the king, and then you have a red one. But we'll You do, have the game? Yeah. Bring I it over. up on Rook. We bring can play Tonk. That's a jailhouse game. I'm sorry. Bill, you're at church. You don't have, you're not supposed to bring card games to church. Well, no, we could... You, that's yeah, what the okay. basement is for. <laughs> the what? That's the what basement. the basement is for. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, man. So what... Hey, but y'all have something going on. Is it on the square where you're going to... The square. So we, if you guys remember a few years ago, we had a, a hate march that was planned yeah. in Murfreesboro. And the Murfreesboro shut down. And Murfreesboro Loves was one of the initiatives that started at the time. And this mm-hmm. is a kind of commemoration of that event. So the idea was to book the square and have different tents representing all the ethnicities that live in Murfreesboro to show how diverse our community is. Right. And each tent would present an ethnic food, some ethnic decoration, and we'd have some music, some dancing, some singing, and just fellowship. Yeah. And that would be on, on October the 30th of this year. We've already had the event confirmed. We haven't pushed it out. We're just trying to go easy on the events back to back. Right. Uh, but that would be an event downtown on the square in Murfreesboro. Uh, we also have something planned called the NeuroDash. We have more details on that coming soon, but the idea to have a walk that would benefit the classrooms with special kids in Murfreesboro that would provide funding to improve their education and all equipments and tools. Cool. That's coming up in September. Awesome. Where's the best place to find all of this info and upcoming events? Usually the website, our Facebook, or our Instagram. Uh, social media is where most of the kids go, teenagers, uh, so they push on their home. The young ones are on and Instagram. It's, it's Murfreesboro Muslim Youth. Correct. That's what they, yes. okay. So you have five kids. You're a pharmacist. Like, I mean, how do you have time? You, all this stuff takes a lot of work, you it know? Does. How it do does. you have time? Uh, that's something called a blessing. I think God just blesses my time. Mm-hmm. And I have a great, amazing, supportive family. Right. Uh we, uh, my kids help out. Most of three of them are teenagers, and they step in and they help out a lot of time. This has been, I want to believe, it was really good for them as they grow up. Right. In the community, they're super involved, super proud of who they are. They're not shy. They have friends from every walk of life around them, and they're I think good that's kids. been a big success yeah. for for that story. Uh, they're all. Th- give us their ages. They're so the oldest is twenty, okay. eighteen. 15, 10, and 7. Okay. Goodness. Hands full. Yeah. That is fun, though. Lots yeah. of kids. I have a question for you. Do you ever get tired of, I don't know, I guess I just feel like you're con- do you, defending. Doing good. Well, not or, doing good, but just like talking about these things in your life and or Muslim and all that stuff. Do you ever get just sick of like feeling like you're defending it or yourself or your faith or, you know? Yeah. Every day. Yeah. It seems day. exhausting because we have. The, I yeah. have the privilege of why well, I don't have to wear, think about that. Yeah, every but day. like that would just get exhausting. It's. Uh, I mean, it's something that has to be done, unfortunately, and it has to be done over a period of time. But also, there's a there's a side to the story that I'd like to share with people. The concept of giving back has certain joy to it, mm-hmm. and once you get really the intention right, 
and you're really driving in that direction, there's certain joy that's really not comparable to anything else. And there's also a reward, and that reward goes back to your question. That reward can be in time, that can be in money, that can be in how easy your kids are. I think you get rewarded in a way in all aspects of your life. The more right. you give back, mm-hmm. right? The more you like serve others and stuff. Yeah. Um, but people forget, you know. I, I'm not going to get all political and stuff, but Please people don't. forget the United States were formed by immigrants. Yeah, we were. Uh, we're all immigrants. Some newer. Yeah. In the beginning, the United States was formed by immigrants from England and Europe. All, all kind. There was well, every, just everywhere is formed by immigrants. Nobody belongs where they're at. Right. right. We're, Bill's the history teacher. Well, tonight. you Thank know, you for that. I don't know. I, uh, U.S. history lesson. I'm kind of like, and I, Meredith knows, I'm jealous of her because I'm what, she went off, she you know, got her degree, gets her master's degree, and then she moves to New York City and lives there right after 9-11 mm-hmm. for like seven years. And just to hear her tell stories about, you know, walking down the street and I running into Adam Sandler or uh, it's cool stuff. Um. Murfreesboro, I love it. I, I yeah. go back several generations here. I'm the the kid that stayed around. Yeah. And I don't know if we do this. If you have siblings, y'all probably never compare yourself to your sibling or like, you know, my sibling did this, my sibling did that. Um, but I'm just, you know, what I'm good enough. I'm o- it's okay what I'm doing, even though originally I wanted to hop a bus or a train and go to L.A. And uh, go into acting somehow. I have done. I did a little play here, in Murfreesboro, but I'm I'm waiting to be found. Is what you know? what I'm saying. Oh so if you could help us out with that, you, know, you think it, you could help me with that? I think it's part of my <laughs> blessing as well that you weren't found. I haven't been found. <laughs> oh, I know, I'm right. under a rock, trying to come out from under a rock. But you know what? Middle children. Do you have siblings? I do. Are you a middle child? I am. Well, I'm not really. I'm kind of. I'm we're six. And when, okay. I'm number three. I've got a brother and sister, 13, 14 years older, and then another seven brother that's 13 months younger. So I was a lost generation. There was a baby, and I never got a lot of attention. (laughs) Poor Bill. The older siblings were going to college, (laughs) and I had a 13-month-old younger brother, and I'm like, what about me, Mom? Mom. Carolyn, we love you, Carolyn. Thanks for forgetting about Bill. I'm just kidding. She, of course, did It's not always about me. Well, see, a lot of people who come to the United States did it come here simply because they want to leave home most people don't leave home because they want to because they have to mm-hmm. well and that's something people tend to not pay attention to uh things are hard everywhere in the world like things are really really hard for people and you're talking about like being favored by your mom some kids are not favored by either parents because it's just things are rough tough i mean yeah like really south of the border if you go to the, like south america even if you walk two thousand miles to come, I'm if I'm present, I'm going to check you in just because he walked two thousand miles. Come, on. I mean, if that that's just me. Yeah, it's uh, more the merrier. Now, if you're a convicted felon and you're and you're running from the law, then maybe not, you know, no, you're not. Story. You're going to turn around and go not, back. That's not. That's the, the vast majority of people who are trying to advance their life. They just want to better their life. They're not right. They just want safety. They want 
to be able to sleep at night, to have food. Yeah, roof, like be safe that my child can go to school without me worried about them not coming back. Right. Right. Uh, I'm not having to worry about you know having any food in the in the in, on the table tomorrow morning. I'm not having to worry about having a roof on my head. I'm not worried about going to prison over a word I said or something I did mm-hmm. intentionally or unintentionally. Right. Uh, or because I know somebody who did something wrong. Now I'm in jail for the next 20 years while they figure it out. It's so scary. Yeah. We take that for granted. We're so blessed here to not have to worry about those things. So yeah. um, let's talk more about Murfreesboro Muslim youth and like what other things that, you know, y'all do and why it's so important that you continue this work. It's a, it gets lost kind of for us as a community member to get our kids busy with good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, don't have a lot of opportunities for them to be out to hang out with their peers uh, to find something they really want to do because we most parents tend to want their kids to do certain things in our case we figured out we want to help them do what they want to do and there's a big difference and most parents i can't do it with my kids i struggle with that with my own Mm -hmm. children but with other children it's easier Mm -hmm. to see how they envision what they want to do and then help them achieve that there are a lot of examples into that in, in that regard like you would see an individual coming forward and i want to do this project and this project is going to cost this much money and it needs that much reach and then we put our trust in the 16 17 years old and we help them achieve that and that success that growth is meaningful when you see somebody coming forward and saying, I want to supply back to school, supply to school, and we start, that was a few years ago, we start talking, what do you want to do? I want to do just, you know, back to school drive, and I want to do this and this and that. So, so is there a better way to do this? Because everybody does that, right? Mm-hmm. What's the better way to do it? So we sit down and talk, and I was 16 years old, and it's like, can we reach out to the school system and see what they need after they finish all the drives? And that's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you reach out to the school, say, what's lacking after everybody's back to school the first week? So here's what we need, one, two, three, four, and even more effective. And that power of that child holding the drive, going, asking people for donations or collecting supplies, and going to the school and delivering those supplies and making a meaningful difference rewarding. in the system. It's very rewarding for them. It's very rewarding for you. And you see on the flip side, another child, for example, 13 years old when I established the Blessing Boss concept at our center. And we were like, you know, the first time we sat down, it's kind of funny. I was like, you want to do this and you want to run it for the next year? And he said, yes. He said, how much budget do you think you have to have to have supplies for a Blessing Boss for the next year? And here's the 13 years old. He said, $100. And $100. Like, okay, go to Kroger tomorrow and do some shopping and look at the prices. I would think it would have been Publix. No. You'll definitely <laughs> not get $100 out of public. So, Good Lord, they you, rob you. Do you sorry, do, Publix. Do you, I, I, Is that where you work? I'm sorry. They're so expensive, Abdu. Their groceries are too expensive I love Publix. I can't afford to shop When Kroger Publix. pulled out down here at Bravel, man, they, they lost my respect, even though I have a lot of friends there. But the, there was a lot of homeless people that shopped it. There was people that walked. If you, you have see, to walk my, to the grocery personal, store. My personal choices in shopping are different than my nonprofit choices because every penny I get for the nonprofit, I have to you maximize gotta, it. This is true. So you go to Target or Walmart or neither? I, I don't go to Target. You go to Roses? I, my wife lives there. <laughs> she lives there. <laughs> she does? Well, what woman doesn't yeah. love Target? I like their parking lot. It's really cozy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're out there waiting on her like, come on, babe. 
Well, hey, tell oh us. Do, Sorry, what, do have, I didn't mean to talk hobbies? about your workplace. No, just, do you have yeah. any? Do you have Ew. any hobbies? Do I have any hobbies? Yeah. Do you like collect baseball cards? What do you do? Uh, I actually one of my like, things I like to do. I like to build websites. Oh my! I, I didn't know that. Them. Uh, I like to collect stamps. Do you really? Okay. Yeah. That's odd. That kind of expired hobby. Nobody does it. What anymore. are your favorite stamps? I have some from I the, love the a Ottoman weird Empire. The Ottoman Empire. I have some from the uh, British Empire. Cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I have some really, really old from 1700, 1600. That's cool. Uh, I want to see. Have you ever posted pictures of them on Facebook? I haven't opened that box in like They don't have people years. come to the window trying it. to get them. <laughs> yeah. I want to see what that would look like. I'll have to Google. I'll That's interesting. Pictures. Please, you haven't do. used any of those. Like put it? yet, like needed a stamp. No, no, okay. no. You don't Bill. do that for collections. <laughs> the mailman. Who's our friend? The mailman that comes around. Patrick. Hall? Patrick. Yeah, Patrick Duncan. Patrick will be like, dang. He yeah. and he dresses up Halloween. Pocket. By the way, he, yeah. he dresses up like uh, Barney Rubble. You should see him. Patrick is a cool yeah. guy. So that's your hobby is collecting stamps. I've got some stamps. Maybe the next time I. See yeah, show, Bill, show he's up. not going to buy your stamps. Are you going? Well, oh, you, you'll be honest and tell me if they're worth. Because I have friends that say, "Oh, that's not worth a thing." Then you know, give it to them. Then they sell it for three thousand dollars. <laughs> oh I would call those. Friends. <laughs> they're not my friends, right? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh my gosh! So I do. Are you a strict dad? Uh, you have to ask my kids. I know. I, I knew know. you were going to say that. That's not a question to me. I, I wonder know. if they're like. I'd, I'd like to think I'm in the middle. Okay. I'm not very strict. I'm strict on some things. I'm not strict on others. But he. In general, I don't think I'm a very strict person in general in my life. Like, I've changed a lot. Mm-hmm. I was very strict. Okay. Uh, I was not this person 20 years ago. I was a very conservative, hardcore conservative Muslim person. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a lot of growth that had to happen. And you see, I believe in order for you to inflict change, you have to be willing to change. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right on. And if you're not willing to change, nothing will happen around you. You just be the other how did that come about? I mean, that's really something to realize that about yourself and then actually do something about it. It's not hard. And it's easy to do. Yeah. it's. I, I think there were two phases in my life as far as that relationship. The first one happened when I was in college. When You're getting too wild? Were you wild? I wasn't, actually. I was very... Uh-huh. I, I, was, I was the person that gets bullied, probably. Don't even talk college. about getting bullied. Were you so, like, straight-laced? I'm like? very straight. I would cry if I get 99. <laughs> so you were a perfectionist. I'm not laughing yeah. at you, but I get it. I get was that, it. I but, wasn't but that way. But did your parents get down to say, "Look, what's wrong with you?" Not really. But you were self-doubting, a, or se- it was yourself. You were I like, would, "I would like. I, I would be perfect." I am the person that would. I, I was never the smartest in the classroom, but I'm the hardest worker. Mm-hmm. That's hard, good. Hard work yeah. goes a long way. Well, that's why you're a pharmacist. It's yeah, hard. So I'm like it's it's, uh, it's not. But yeah, that's uh, that's how it was for me. Like it. Not perfectionist, really, but I've always tried to do the best I can in everything I do. And I don't, I've never been the person after that that worry about results. I now worry more about well, have I done my best. Mm-hmm. And that's a big change. I think the big change happened after college for me, uh, religiously, when I realized that God doesn't need me to believe, but I need God in my life. Mm-hmm. That was the one, number one thing in my life. Right. And the second thing happened when I realized that my faith is not about worship. It's about conduct, and that was a big transformation. And that's when uh, you have to change yourself, because initially you will focus on your prayers, on your fasting, on your you know standing up and making the prayers in person and all the time and saying the prayer before food, which is good, but benefits nobody but you. Mm-hmm. And that is not truly faith; that's religion. Okay. 
And that was for me mm-hmm. a big transformation. Then you're talking about the the change, and when I, that's when I realized I was doing things what I believe is wrong. Yeah. And I started applying that change in my life, and gradually that change turned to accepting others who are not like me necessarily, whether they are conservative or liberal. Then gradually that acceptance grew to respect, and that respect grew to being able to work with them and befriend them and. Uh, do things with them and right that was on. a journey i think that it didn't happen overnight no no god no. nothing yeah anything worthwhile in life there's going to be challenges yes it's sweeter on the other side yeah yeah my two cents and michael Lynn, do you have any input here i You're have lots a- of input go for it no i'm just i think that's awesome that you know i think that's one of the main things is respecting someone else and accepting them who they are because honestly we're, we're not really going to change someone whether it's politically you gotta be or honest whatever with you have yeah. to just be honest open-minded and, and willing to change and i think the other thing for that we lack in the community in general is accepting the fact that there is more than one right right there's well i tell you here's my thing at the end of the day it doesn't matter color skin if you're a man or woman what faith or religion you are there's three things that affect everybody mm-hmm. finances romance or relationships and health right now we've been going through a, a pandemic how's that affected you the pandemic i mean we're kind of coming out of it yeah but people are still dying you just don't hear about it as much i mean we've it doesn't matter if uh if you got a call tonight that one of our children was sick, got diagnosed with cancer, we're all, it's all, we all need the same stuff. I mean, it's, we need to be able to give and receive love, but it's, uh, it doesn't matter when you have something in common like that, say a child or whatever. Yeah. It's a pandemic has hit everybody differently, but there, we share a lot of things. So economically, it affected everybody. I mean, you now have to buy a gallon of milk for three forty nine, which right. was like one ninety nine two years ago. Uh, you do have a higher sense of urgency for sickness in general. Most parents do right now than ever before. So if your child is sick, you tend, oh, it's no big deal. We'll just, we'll be fine. And now you see more people coming out. Okay, check. We need to do this. We need to do that. Right. Uh, for me, as a community person, I'm very interested in the effect of COVID on mental health. Mm-hmm. And we sure. had Why do you look at me like that? No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not looking at you like that. Should I? No, yes, I yes. Everybody else does. Uh, yeah. but, what, but we haven't seen numbers. That's the, usually the mental health numbers and the suicide numbers don't come out for three years, about three years later. So we haven't seen those numbers. We don't know what they It'll be a while, about. yeah. It'll be probably we'll start seeing them in 23. That's very interesting, the effect on the crisis. So our organization runs a crisis uh, response team, and it's run by our coll- one of our college kids who was 21. And basically, people can request help for crisis with a certain limit for family per year. So they can ask for help for rent, utilities, food boxes delivered home. And we've seen a huge increase in single moms requesting, mm-hmm. sure. requesting help. And I think that's a, because before, food stamps were enough, but now they're not right. for right. a lot of families. Before, they were able to afford rent, and now and you're in real estate. You know, you know more than I do what, what that crazy, real estate man. looks like today. Yeah. And I think gradually, unless we look for solutions from now, we will be seeing a whole lot more 
people in poverty and underprivileged in our community, and that would result in higher uh, workload on teachers in schools with those right. kids who right. don't have parents attending finish them higher pressure on the society in general to provide for families that can't provide for themselves more homelessness in the community more higher, crime more, more crimes and a lot of things would trickle and I, I think that comes from covid indirectly but also in the way we have structured our society in general amen it, it, meaning yeah. what expand on that last part a little bit the society that we live in is structured on selfishness. Yeah, greed, it's a me, greed. it's a me, me, me society. Yeah, it's 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 more on greed, more on on selfishness, selfishness, more on how can I build my bank account without thinking about the others. And I'm not saying by any means share your bank account with others, but we do have to give part of what we have if we truly believe that we don't have it in the first place. It doesn't belong to us. Right. It's, it belongs to God. Yeah. And if we truly believe that, then we should be able to think proactively about developing systems in our city, in our communities that would benefit those individuals before they fall. Right. Because as we know, I mean, as parents, as somebody older, once you fall, it's much harder to get up, especially if you have kids, especially if you're a single parent. Right. Uh, it's much harder to stand back up. Yeah, it uh, is. I know we can talk about it all day and it, I just think it's wonderful so many giving people in Murfreesboro and people like you who actually live it and do it it's I was really going to awesome. ask you the, is there a Smyrna Muslim youth group I mean are there y'all have got it together down here are there other uh, I'd like to think there's nobody else like us <laughs> no y'all I mean go. seriously there you go I'm saying that y'all have got it together but is that I mean we, we try I mean I mean to be to be honest and fair to all youth groups in the community we put a good show, but we have struggles internally and externally, and that's a fact. We have pushback from the community, we have pushback from the Muslim community and from the non-Muslim community, both directions. Uh, we do have a very strong core team. Like we have 10 to 20 boys and girls who are strong. They'll do whatever, they're good thinkers, they're strategic, they, they, they're, they, have, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing, they have fun doing it. Uh, I don't know if there's any other group like us. We are very involved in the community. We're very proud of who we are, but yet we don't have walls around us, per se. Right. We are very easy to approach. We're very easy to work with. We have fun doing what we do. If you attend any of our events, our kids have a lot of fun doing yeah, what they do. Yeah, I've seen them. Uh, they can be moving a whole house and they're laughing and having fun and going to have juice afterward. They're, uh, and it's different. It's, the environment is different. and. The pride they have in what they do and who they are is is what we want to see, and we see it every single day in their work. What's your favorite sport? Soccer, basketball, basketball. Yeah. Dude, are you serious? So you're a Celtics like fan? Yeah. Well, I used to. Be, well, I used to be used to be the Rockets fan, but you know that was years ago. When you were living there, right? Houston, when, close yeah, to close, close to Houston. Houston. Yeah, that was my. Favorite. Akeem Olajuwon. I, I met him in person. Actually. Akeem. Yeah, I met him twice. He was bad man. He's a cool guy. Yeah. He was a cool, very very humble guy. I was looking at his belt buckle when I, I was talking to him. Akeem. Oh really? <laughs> he was so much. Up, he was I up bet. there. He was big. Who was the other twin tower that played at Houston? I'll give you a hint. Uh, he played at Virginia. He was seven four. His name was Ralph Sampson, and he played with Akeem Olajuwon. It they called remember. him the Twin Towers. I don't remember. Was, Akeem's like seven one or so. He's he's big, like what, big. Do you remember Manute Bowl? No. Seven foot seven. You got your memory. But he only weighed about one hundred ninety pounds. Seven seven. Seven Jesus. seven. He weighed one ninety. 
That's too skinny. Hakeem was just, much bigger than I don't yeah, like he, a skinny he's man. A, he's a Hall of Famer. He was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Who's uh, your all-time favorite since we're talking about basketball? All-time. Oh, Michael Jordan. Oh, good. I hope yeah. you were going to say that. I love him. Who doesn't love Michael Jordan? He's the greatest, but there's people that would say LeBron James. I like LeBron. Well, yeah. we like LeBron, but he's younger. You know, he's Well, he's been, play, but he's been playing since high school. Yeah, he has. He, he's been playing since he was 18. He's a great player, but Michael Jordan is a legend. Legend. He left, came yeah. back, and won three. Yeah. Still he fine. won three, retired, came back and won three, still. back to back to back. Still, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I, can, I don't know who else is greater. Maybe you could say Wilt Chamberlain, but he was seven foot, and he he averaged one. He scored a hundred points in like the game, Shaq, but he averaged fifty like points, yeah. fifty points for the whole year. I don't know. Let, let me not let even get into basketball because I can promise. I thought you, you would like soccer, back, man. Go back to politics. Yeah. Why would he like? No, because over not. there, oh, I hate over there. Bill, <laughs> over there they like. So, I mean, what other sport? parts of European? You see why we need they to call it the football? Community? Yeah, I know we need to work. <laughs> oh, Abdu, oh I'm man, sorry. we're we're I, bringing Bill to okay. our Okay, I Bill's, was going to sing Yankee Doodle over there. Over, oh, no, that's not even the right. Let's not even sing Yankee but, uh, Doodle. I would have figured you like soccer because in that area, I think, it, but it's called football. Yeah, we have shawarma when we're watching soccer. Yeah. You ever been to a bullfight? <laughs> what kind of um, sport is big in? Syria. In like Syria. the Arabic places, in most so- of the world, is soccer is number okay. one in all the world almost, and followed by basketball. Uh, okay, yeah, it's uh, it's everywhere. I mean, it's everywhere. It's because it's cheap, is why you yeah. just need a ball. We didn't even use ball. We used socks, like old socks. We just tie them up together, roll them. That was one. your ball? Yeah, because really? you can't afford one. Or you, you could take rubber bands, but that would hurt kicking. Rubber it. bands are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Socks and what do you put in them? We just put socks in socks and you put rocks in them. Put rocks in them. No, Bill, they're not trying to freaking. That's what the neighborhood bullies would do and go whack me. and take a break. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Abdu, forgive us. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Uh, Okay, we're gonna take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with Bill's nonsense and awesome Abdu (laughs) Katib. We'll be back. Drake's Barbershop began when local Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for Parks Real Estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040. Or you can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram. Instagram. Curve them, crack them, or bend them. We can mend them. Come by Wheelworks, located 516 South Church Street. For a free estimate, we also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Wheelworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. 
find your next car at car one we carry an assortment of makes and models to fit every budget and lifestyle head to our website car1tn.net to see our inventory and specials financing is available call us at 615-962-9450 or 615-653-7298 car one your one-stop shop located at 232 southeast broad street in murfreesboro Rhonda McCrary has been in the mortgage business for 29 years. She was voted as a favorite mortgage loan officer in the 2018 and 2019 DJ Ruthie Awards, and she's a proud member of the Middle Tennessee State University 1989 graduating class. She specializes in all types of mortgage products and takes pride in going the extra mile and personally taking care of her customers. You can visit her at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, Suite 203 here in Murfreesboro. Reach her by phone, 615-419-9193, or even apply online at loansbyrhonda.com. Okay, we are back. You're listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. I'm Michael Lynn White, along with Bill Wilson and Abdu Kati. And uh, Bill is going to thank our awesome sponsors really quick. Yeah, we appreciate we, them we so much. We picked up some new sponsors. Awesome. Uh, if, you, if you have a wireless device, say you break it or, well, don't break it. These guys fix it. Um, I fix wireless. They're located at 1433 Warrior Drive. You can call them at 615-845-8113. And Took, his name is Took. He'll take Took will take great care of you. Nice. And then if I want to thank Authority Title and Escrow, if you need a closing, you're refinancing, and you need that sucker closed, you go down to Authority Title and Escrow. Talk to Tab Keen and her girls at six one five eight one nine five eight eight zero. And did you know that Drake's Barbershop? It's having a celebration. They're going to be in business 50 years, and they're going to have a benefit on July the 16th. And uh, all haircuts are going to be $19.72, which I think they're normally like 25 Dang, for a like, man's haircut? Yeah, They've hey, gone up. Woo. Well, Marty Parker charges me a lot more than that. But anyway. <laughs> we love you, Marty. <laughs> Drake's Barbershop. That's where, as a kid, I used to get my haircut 50-something years ago. And go see Jason Rigney there. And if you want to play golf, go to Old Stone Fort Golf Course down in Manchester, right next to the Duck River. You can play nine holes for $9. Call them at 931-954-0366 and get your tea time today. Thank you Thank to y'all. our sponsors. Without them, we couldn't do it. And speaking of hair cutting, I'm, during quarantine, I got pretty good at cutting hair. So come to me and I will cut your hair. For like ten dollars, <laughs> I'm not more you, certified who, or anything. Who's but hair did you cut? Like the, I was the next door the, neighbor's dog. I mean, would you? <laughs> I was cutting John Bird's hair, and I did a pretty darn good job of it too. Oh, My that, sister is a hairstylist in Mississippi, and she showed me how to do it, and I got pretty good. I mean, it's not that hard to cut hair when you don't have a lot of it. It well, is it, hard to cut hair. <laughs> Thanks, Abdo. He's looking at me. I want to. I'm gonna cut. Maybe not your hair, Bill. Abdu, I'll cut I'm your hair. I'm starting to bald you. up there a little bit. Jackson, Jackson's got long hair. I could cut Jackson's his hair, got, and if I messed up, you really both couldn't Jackson's tell. Jacksons have a lot of they hair. They do. Look at I want it really good in there and just trim it. What up. We're gonna do have. You know what? Yes. Jackson said absolutely not. See, he's got. They've got good hair. See, they don't want to be my customers, but these guys do. Yeah. <laughs> Abdu's looking at me like, <laughs> no way. I'm indifferent about my hair. Really <laughs> Are you really? Don't. I really am. So you're not super I'm, particular? No. Who no. cuts it? I usually go to uh, the Murfreesboro Barbershop over okay. on, on, uh, on uh, Veteran. 
all the barbers are probably like what level do you use a three or four i mean when they cut it two Uh, level two yeah (laughs) we're gonna scratch off this and just see what happens anyway oh yeah bill we've got a lot going on in here haircutting lottery tickets like abdu's trying to tell us about the good things that he's doing in the community and we can barely let him get a word in it's uh Let's talk about other organizations. Let's talk, for example, I'm on the Domestic Violence uh, Sexual Assault Center. Okay, board. yeah. Uh, the work they do uh, is amazing in town. They're another right. organization in Murfreesboro. I don't know how much you know about them. They have one of two unique uh, post-sexual trauma centers in the t- state of Tennessee where you can go there if you are assaulted and you get free service without the exposure in a hospital setting. Oh, right. And that's a very unique service. They provide the only shelter in town for that as well. That's another very unique uh, work that they do. Domestic violence. Yeah, yeah. It's right over uh, by Publix on uh, Rutherford. On Rutherford. Yeah. I didn't know where it was. Someone was mentioning that to me recently, this recently, and I didn't know where it was located. Yeah. Which is probably... They're, they're doing amazing thing. work. They've been around for a long time. They, we, we serve a ton of people in the community, and uh, it goes under-noticed. Uh, very often without those resources like that again something that we i don't think about all the or time but thank granted. goodness mm-hmm. that we have these resources in this town especially and people if you willing. need it yeah it's here yeah. people don't and know that the same with the community helpers of rutherford county i don't know if you're familiar with them at all but they provide the crosses assistant to underprivileged individuals primarily in medical bills and utilities and rent and what is people. it called community helpers okay. of rutherford county mm-hmm. And uh, they do amazing work. They serve hundreds of people every year with no knowledge of them. Almost. Who, how can people get in touch with it? Is that a Muslim thing or is that just? It is not a Muslim. It's, thing. it's, it's all community, community yep. helpers, yep. period. All these, all Who these. runs it? Uh, Chris Warren is their current president. And uh, LaVita uh, runs their, she's a CEO right now. Gotcha. Uh, they, uh they, they do a good job in the community as well. Uh, that's two of the organizations I'm very involved with in Murfreesboro, uh, beside the Murfreesboro Muslim Youth. Do you know Barnabas Vision? You know David I know Coggin? David Coggin. Yeah, David he's Coggin. a good friend. He wrote something really nice earlier. He said, if you want everybody to like you, sell ice cream. <laughs> really? <laughs> Are you talking about my event that I had? Oh, my God. Because yeah. we gave away, hey, have you ever had black box ice cream at that event on Saturday? And thanks to I need I, I'm glad you brought up ice cream. It made me think of I sit on the board for the Rutherford County Recovery Court Foundation. We we try to keep addicts from being homeless, from being on the streets, from being from, back from in jail. relapse and being back in jail. We work with the court system, the judges, and we we try to help provide a life for addicts in recovery. So we, we had a uh, I sit on that board. And uh, we had a uh, an event Saturday at Tommy's Express. And I want to thank my cousin Anita and Scott Finley for letting us do that uh, last Saturday. And I think we had a thousand people come through, and I know we raised several thousand dollars. But it, man, w- when I was there, I got to meet all sorts of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, different color skin, different religion. I mean, you name it. And what I found out, I did a little survey. There's a lot of people who are either lonely they're hurting or uh maybe some have dementia i don't know but people are like telling me that you know my so-and-so died it's been eight years ago and i would it just made me think how much i have to be grateful for we don't know what somebody else is going through you know what i mean i i'm bet you know you can prejudge people 
I've been guilty of that myself. But until you get to know somebody, I don't care who you are, get to know the shoes they've walked in. You should have We all have, we all have, we have, there's not a lot of difference between people. Yeah, I agree. For the, for the most part, I'm not, there is difference, but there, you know what I mean. But the differences, the I, I think the change starts by you recognizing that the differences don't make them less or more than you, and your differences don't make you less or more than them. It's more of you're looking at a piece of art. And it requires all the pieces and all the colors to be a piece of art. Right. And once you're limited to one color, to one shape, to one design, then you are no longer looking at a piece of art. That's true. And how boring would it be if everything was the same? Very boring. And I think that's a big change in how we we look at things in the society and how we view individuals. For example, you're talking about individuals suffering from addiction. If you want to change that, the first step is to look at that as a mental illness. Yeah. The minute you start looking at a person suffering from addiction as somebody suffering from an illness, your perspective would change. Right on. I tell that to parents all the time. If your child comes home and say, I have cancer, you will do it's everything more in your power yeah. to help them. But if he comes in, I'm addicted to heroin, like get out of the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And it's different. And, and it's both. Our, our intention as, as parents, as community leaders, is to preserve the life quality of the individuals, to yeah. make them prosper, to make right. them happy, and there's no difference. And I think that's a big, uh, how we view things is, is very important. And we go back to what we said earlier when we disagreed. That's at, when I see an individual, I see them as a good person that's doing something bad. I don't see them as a bad individual. Right. That's, that's so trying nice. to do. I agree with you on that. Yeah. I don't know I'm if glad, I've I'm gotten glad. there yet. I'm glad we can in agree. My heart. Change is possible. Change is possible. I think yes. what we do these days is used to you would prepare the path for the child, but now we prepare the child for the path. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things I really try to do in my life very often is everything I say is right that could be wrong, and everything you say is wrong that could be right. And that's a good Who's on first? To, who's on first? Doesn't matter. What's Simple. on second? Okay, here we go. We got one. I'm sorry. I do thank you so no, much for coming. You and it's the uh, Murfreesboro Muslim Youth. Good, proud, active. Next week, we'll have Megan Farrell here with Unstoppable Woman Podcast. And on June 19th, Father's Day, we're going to have John Jones on. And we're going to be talking dad stories. And we're going to talk about our, our dads. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show here on WGNS. We'll be next week. We'll be back next week. Thank you. Thank you.